All right, special emergency live BP podcast. We've been on a roll, but it has all led up to this moment, which is the Hall of Fame induction. Coop, I don't know if you know this. The Hall of Fame has a new inductee, correct? Uh, can you fill me in? I might have missed this. Is it, is it big? Pap didn't make it. He did not. Mm-hmm. He did not become the first unretired or unretired player to get inducted to the Hall of Fame, which I, I felt bad because when he appeared on this podcast, he's like, well, it could be like a Jim Rice thing. And I'm thinking, no, you don't reach 5%. It doesn't become a Jim Rice thing. No. And Pap did not reach 5%. It was, it was about one point. Veterans committee. He's, he still has a chance, right? Yeah. You know, and I think that, you know, we'll get through a lot of the balloting and, and, and talk about the hall of fame inductees, but um you know, I vote for Billy Wagner. If I had to do it again, I would probably take it a harder look at that, honestly, and maybe flip-flopped him and Andrew Jones. But I have no regrets. I have no regrets. In one, at least, I voted for 10 guys on my ballot coop, and one of them got in. Hey, that's that's all you needed. Really? All as long right. As you got one of them right, then you can't be, you know, mocked on Twitter for it. Uh <laughs> Yes, and there's going to be plenty of mocking, mockery going on in Twitter um, for some of the balloting that the the public ballots, all the public ballots will come out February 8th. So that's going to have to wait. What we do know is David Ortiz is in the Hall of Fame. When you saw, yes, when you saw the the induction, like we thought this was going to happen. Although, as we were talking about, you know, it, it always is closer than we think it is, right? Like it always. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was actually, I mean, I, the couple days beforehand, I mean, last night, I think he hit the highest he had been at about like 84.6% of, uh, you know, published ballots at that point. And then today he really, I mean, he dipped a full percentage. Uh, I think you were probably going to say that there where you start to kind of get nervous. Oh, I don't get, I mean, I'm not nervous. I, Never I'm, nervous? No, i I'm nervous. I'm nervous if, if, if I'm not able to pay my kids college tuition, I'm not nervous if David Ortiz gets in the hall of fame, but I'm happy for him. And hey, I, I have small, as, as a 24 year old, I have smaller worries in life right now. So I am nervous about that. Stuff. Well, you know, I, and I think that, and I'm, I'm really anxious to hear sort of your perspective of it. As I've said, um, all across this great nation in the last couple of weeks, I thought you had the best take on the hall of fame, which is, you said Thank you. these are the reasons why you, these are the guys that made you fall in love with baseball. And I would imagine that David Ortiz is at the top of the list. I mean, David Ortiz is the sweet spot of sweet spots for Coop, right? Correct? I mean, I, I came into the world in 97. Pedro came to the Red Sox same year. So, like, I kind of missed that by a little bit. But Ortiz hit that sweet spot. I, I fell in love with baseball when I started playing in T-ball around, like, that same time. So Red Sox winning the World Series when I started playing was, it, it was perfection. So getting, getting to see him finally, well, not finally, he's always got his roses. He's, he's got a lot of roses, but I think this was always the question of whether he would get caught up with some of the, the other guys that fell off this year. And I'm glad that as like a baseball society, maybe we're taking that step beyond that. Of course, like we're losing that opportunity to get those other guys in, but you know, we're, we're now into that era of 
more gray than black. Well, do you think, do you think, and I was, as I was roaming the halls of WEI today, which I do about once every three months. And I was saying, I think in five or 10 years, we're going to look back at this and like, what were you doing? Like, what were we doing? What were like, you were spending months, two months, just like gassing ourselves over like really dumb debates. And I, I, I know where you're going like five years from now, we will like, we'll look back at it like that. Yeah. Well, I, I guess the thing that no one's really talking about when it comes to, and we'll get to Ortiz, plenty of Ortiz talk. But the thing that I don't think a lot of people are talking about with these results is how low A-Rod was. Like, A-Rod was low, like 34.3%. And, I mean, this guy is obviously, you know, you aren't going to find better numbers, better, you know, more of a Hall of Fame talent and across the board. But I think the one thing that is sticking is that the guys who were definitively punished definitively punished for steroids they're they're not getting the reprieve from voters like if you no. if there's any any hazy area fine that's fine but if you're definitively pub Cuba, am i wrong i mean that's no long. i mean i'm not even i i like where where did manny fall i'm well that manny's the same right thing now. i mean manny's i was about at, to say manny's at 28.9 so you know you have I mean, but you know, Manny, and I think I think Manny's even more disliked by like Alex has been going on this little like publicity tour the last couple of years with ESPN and Fox and everything, trying to to build up. And, his I'm, and I'm so happy it didn't work. Yes. You know, and I, and vote- I, I think that's attributed to the fact that maybe this is the good thing that like the BB uh, WAA is like they still have that vote because I think the public might have been a little bit higher. I mean, not a little bit. It well, would have been higher. When you say the public, what are you, you going to do? Are you going to like, like go to the game and and punch tickets? I mean, like it's you. You have to have some. Like, I don't mind the players' vote. I don't mind that. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying that the writers are. You know, a lot of the writers are more qualified than than Joe Blow public, but but still, They're certainly less biased. And I think they're probably a little bit more rational. Oh, the who. The the fans, the writers, no, the writers. Oh, oh, right. oh yeah, I mean, yeah. fans. I, as a fan myself, I am not rational. Yeah, David Ortiz right would have gotten one hundred and twenty percent of the vote. Yes, yeah. Yes. But anyway, so you know, we're gonna we can break down the voting. But David Ortiz is in, and like you said, he was the guy. You know, he, for you, for your generation, you know, for generation even maybe a little bit even older than you, our guy Steve Prawl. I mean, he's right in the wheelhouse. You know, I think that for this guy not only did he really he hand they don't win put it this way they don't win two of the three world series without Dave Ortiz like they like yeah no I, I, and I'm I, not I, talking about I'm not talking about like being on the roster I'm like without him performing like he did in in the respective playoffs I think that's like a very easy agreement and I think everyone can get behind that because if they don't win in 2004 you're looking at Pedro leaving. You're looking at a lot of a, really blowing up that 2003 team, which became that 2004 team. So then you also lose a lot of the guys that ended up staying and moving into that 2007 with all the younger guys. So you're definitely looking at the very least two World Series gone. Yeah, I, and I'm just talking about actually like actual performance in those moments. And so 
I've said this, and you tell me if you agree with this, that Dave Ortiz is the most impactful human being ever to wear a Red Sox uniform. Now, now I'm, I'm trying take, to take, think about take, that. Take a deep breath, okay? Because I want you to clear the bias out of your head. That's what well, I was trying to do there. No, I, I understand. Like you were, you did not have a Ted Williams poster in your wall. I understand that. Yeah, so, I, I wasn't. I'll be honest. I wasn't reading the uh, his his book on hitting, but I I certainly understand how you know gray hairs would be attached to him. Yeah. Um, but it, I mean, he never won a World Series. Yeah. So and I I as much as people love doing like the MJ type debate where it's just like, well, MJ has more uh, championships than LeBron and that type of stuff. I think with the Red Sox lore, like that matters. They if if Ted Williams wins a World Series with the Red Sox, you don't have that historic curse, you know? Yeah, and, and the weird thing is, is that the first people, like the older set, they'll immediately go to Ted Williams, right? And for that, and I and I'm not saying about when we talk about greatest hitter, okay, we can like have that argument. You know, Ted Williams, maybe. I mean, David Ortiz never hit over 400, even though. You know, it's it's uh, it's just different generations, whatever. But Ted Williams, if you want to say greatest hitter, fine. I'll say Ted Williams. That's fine. But I'm talking about most impactful. And even the older set will, some of them, because I did this on the radio coup, they said, you know, they'd be like, Kyle Yastrzemski. You look at what he did in 67. He revitalized the whole fan base. I'm not, there's no knock on Kyle Yastrzemski. But with David Ortiz, you got to start with the world championships. As you said, right? Correct. Yep. You start with the world championships, and then you you know you can go into performance, you can go into numbers, but also you know you have to also now factor in the personality, the impact he had on the whole scene, um, and I'll even throw in sort of the marathon bombing things. Like the it's the whole thing. If you it, take it, 2013 alone, you could say his impact on the team is almost as big as Ted Williams. Well, they, I mean, I mean, when we say when we say they don't win a World Series without Dave Ortiz, I mean, that's not, I mean, that that <laughs> it's not even close. I mean, they, cool. I've said this, and I asked uh, Ortiz on the Zoom calls tonight. I said, "Give me your best moment. Give me your best moment that you had playing the game of baseball with Boston Red Sox." And it was easy, right? Right? It was the Grand Slam against the Tigers, and I say this and i've said this i think that's the biggest hit in red sox history now people immediately go to his hits in 2004 and that's fine open for debate but the reason why i say that grand slam was because in that moment if he doesn't hit a grand slam then they do not go to the world series like air was air was already coming out of the balloon at that point i think yeah. And you're, you're looking at, I mean, the 2013, I was talking about it today with my buddies, the 2013 Tigers, that pitching staff is unbelievable. Uh, well, it might they, be. They had no hit the Red Sox. They had no hit the Red Sox for the first five innings of the first two games. I mean, if, if it's insane that if you look at that pitching staff, that they didn't win a World Series. And the fact of the matter is that David Ortiz got in the way of that. Yeah. Well, so this is the reason, the reason why I say that's the biggest hit, like I said. It had to be a grand slam. Single, nope. Walk, nope. Double, nope. Triple, nope. It had to be a home run because there were, you know, you had two outs. You had to, you, you basically, this was your only chance of punctuating it. 
This is your only chance you can. There was no room for interpretation when it came to this. You have to hit a grand slam, and he hits the grand slam. And then obviously, Jared Saltamaki gets the hit, and they win. But if he does not hit the grand slam right there, then you were going down 0-2 in Detroit with Verlander on the mound. And it's simply, you don't win the series. Cool. No. Like you, you just no. said that, that Detroit, you don't, cannot go to Detroit, Verlander on the mound, and I know they end up winning, but, you know, you don't know what the mindset is. So you have to hit a grand slam in order to win a World Series. To me, that's the biggest hit. I I would agree with you on that, but the I like only you thing that you know, yeah, exactly. I I like you as an individual. However, but um, I mean, two thousand four is just always it will always stick in my mind as some of his biggest hits. You have the back to back nights, and of of course, like you're trying to say, biggest hit singular. So twenty thirteen would have to take the cake. It was just it was incredible seeing him go back to back just leading this team to a world series in 2004. Yeah. So, I mean, I will say this, you know, whether it's 2004 or 2013, I think one of the things, you know, we're sort of, we're looking for different angles with David Ortiz now. Right. And I think the one thing that, you know, one angle that I think that should be talked about is that I don't think you're going to find a more clutch performer. And, you know, the easy sort of like radio talk show, uh, talk radio conversation is who's a more clutch performer, you know, David Ortiz, Tom Brady, blah, blah, blah. Yep. But all I know is this hitting a baseball in a clutch situation is, is maybe the most difficult thing on the planet. You're a baseball player. You know, this, right. It is the, when you get into the box and I've, I haven't, I haven't even played at the level where I have, 36,000 fans on their feet. I'm playing with like a couple parents in the, in the bleachers or whatever. Um, but you get into the plane, like a high pressure situation where you can really change that game. Your heart's going and you're just trying to focus on what pitch is coming next and maybe where you can put it on the field if you're able to have that ability. So to be able to see a pitcher, know what he did to you months before recognize what he's going to do because he also knows you he got you on that pitch and you're able to just stay calm and put it over the fence like that that is such an under it's a hurt her her clean her clean her clean undertaking so i don't i've never i've never played football i can't tell you what it's like to throw you know a deep pass downfield in the uh, in the late part of the game but I can certainly tell you how difficult it is to hit a baseball when the pressure's not on. And when the pressure is on, it's, do you, I can't so do you, do you subscribe to the fact that Dave Ortiz is the best clutch performer in in Boston sports history? Oh, that's you're, you're making me choose between mom and dad here. I know. Well, you know, I'm the I mean, Brady broke my heart by leaving Tampa. So I'm going to have to go with, I mean, the true blue Boston guy, David Ortiz. It's just like, when you say that, I, all I picture is Brady on one side, Ortiz on the other side. I love you anyway, Coop. I love you yeah, anyway. Yeah. Just make a choice. Just make a choice. I, I think I, I had happier moments. I'm boiling this down to like emotional. Opinion. Yeah, because Brady's in your wheelhouse too, right? I mean, he was in your 
Oh yeah, I mean, your sport. My, my freshman year at college, uh, it was my first year. I was down in D.C., homesick, and I'm watching the Super Bowl, and I have like a whole bunch of New York fans around me. No dog in the fight, except for the fact that they just want to see Brady and Boston lose. And I see him come back, make that incredible throw to Edelman, and I mean, the first person I call is my mom. Uh, so I mean, I, of course, I have that emotional attachment to Brady as well, and what he's been able to do in the playoffs. The only difference is that you always expect Brady to do it. And at this point, it's if he doesn't do it, you're more shocked. Whereas with David Ortiz, it's always that like that, you know, wonderment. It, it just is going through it is crazy. It was just crazy. I've never because obviously, you know, you have baseball players go on runs, but it just it was it was especially I kind of felt like once, you know, you're going to 2013 on like that's the other bizarre part about it is that he was hit at his most clutch as he got older. I mean, this wasn't probably, they didn't win anything in 2016 and he still played out of his mind. Oh yeah. I mean the, yeah, it's, it's just that, that year was incredible. That, that year would go back. And this is why he's in the hall of fame. I think uh, right now sitting here. Cool. I mean, I think especially with now that we know the vote re- vote results, I don't think there's a question that the reason he's in the hall of fame is because that year, because this is the last impression that, that David Ortiz left on anyone. It was only five years ago. And, you know, that's, that's a rarity first of all, for most hall of famers. Um, But I think this is a thing that gave him the first ballot honor. I just do. So do you think that if he, do you think that saved him from 2003? If 2003 never happens and he well, doesn't got, have 2016 to be getting in first ballot, or if do you think 2003 detracts from it? No, I mean, I think 2003, well, here, I guess what you're asking is which was more. And by that, powerful. I mean, yes. Which the, was more powerful, impact. 2016 or 2003? As far as, uh, you know, for a writer, I mean, you're a voter and you're probably, you probably had conversations with guys that left him off about it. And most likely that might be because of him popping in 2003 on a test. Um, so I would imagine that if that didn't happen, he's, he's well, easily the first happen, ballot he's, Hall of Famer. Yeah, if, that doesn't, if 2003 doesn't happen, he's in the 80s. I mean, I don't 80%. But if, yeah. if 2003 also, so 2003 doesn't happen, you also have 2016 where he doesn't have that quite, that kind of year. Do you think he's still getting in first ballot? Yeah, probably. I mean, okay. to depend. Yeah, I think so. I just think that it's a good point by you, though. I think it does one counters the other. I think it does. Um, I so mean, if he, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I completely agree with you that if if he doesn't light up the world in 2016 on his retirement tour, yeah, I, I think mean, people I mean, look. It more was literally one of the best years that he had, and and it was, you know, it was just it was such so crazy. It was such a the fact that he was able to do it. And I mean, there's this, as we're talking, I'm thinking about so many things that are sort of racing through my mind about, you know, the memories of covering him, because I think, you know, one of the things that, you know, I can take stock in is I think this is the first, this is the first hall of famer that I've covered. Like I've covered from, from start to finish or just, I, mean, I didn't even cover him from start to finish, but you know, for the for the majority of my career covering the Red Sox and um, and obviously his career, I mean, I can't think of 
I mean, when's the last Pedro? Like I didn't, Pedro didn't really cover one. Pedro. Like I didn't. I was at the I was at the Lowell Sun answering field hockey calls. You know, so um, you know. I mean, you I, might you might have a couple of those field hockey players in uh, the high school hall of fame. I, that was a yes. I mean, listen. That's a Hall I, of Famer. I, I did MC the Hamilton Wenham Regional High, uh, Athletic Hall of Fame once. So there you go. Yes. A Hall of Famer is a Hall of Famer. It, it is. You just don't have to specify which Hall of Fame. It's listen, the great the, the great sport of a uh, Hall of Faming is 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 all that counts. But I will say this is that it it definitely is. You know, I covering Ortiz. So I so I really jumped aboard covering the Red Sox full time in about 2005 so uh so and the funny thing about ortiz is that he knew nobody's name like today on the zoom call because he had like the introduction and he had the name on the thing he was calling he could could skirt by everybody but but he knew nobody's names like he it was i mean i covered him it took it took like seven years of covering the guy before like he knew my name but it was, uh, but you know, covering them was the thing, I guess the way that I would sum, sum it up is that he just was one of the most genuine people. Like in, in, I'm not saying like genuine in a sappy way. I'm saying this just in, this is the thing that got him in trouble a lot. Like I, I, I got a call once from someone in the Red Sox and they said, why is it that when David Ortiz, you Every time you talk to David Ortiz, he says something that gets him in trouble. I'm paraphrasing, which is, you know, I'm like, come on. And like, I'll say because he just treats you like a friend. And he, yeah, well, I'll say it again. Like, I don't put words in their mouth. Number one, I'm not leading them. I'm asking them questions, you know, and and I asked them questions because that people, I think that people want an answer. Like, you know, I remember in Houston, I asked him, I said, are you, have you, or are you planning on trying to find out what you tested positive for in the 2003 test? You know, and he answered it. I looked it up the other day. I forgot it. He answered it. He's like, no, you know, like somebody, like I'm trying, but you know, nobody's telling me this is bull crap, blah, blah, blah. But you know, the good thing about Ortiz most of the time is that you can ask him this stuff, you know, and he would give you sort of an, an answer. Or if somebody, if somebody, uh, he felt slighted him. Oh, there you go. I mean, I remember, being, I remember being on the phone, with Bobby Valentine. Ooh, after Bobby Valentine, like basically said, like insinuated that Ortiz mailed it in. Oh man, that, that was, you did again, Buck Showalter going after Ortiz. I mean, these are the things like he didn't mind talking. And I remember there was one time, I think it was, I actually think it's made up in the show Walter thing where he said something about Ortiz and Ortiz was going. And you, and I said, I said, I was using my tape recorder and I said, in the middle of it, I said, you know, you're being, this is being taped, right? Like, cause it, it had, he gotten so You just off. wanted to help make sure that he can like, kind of protect himself. Well, I was like, you're going so off the rails. Are you forgetting that I'm holding a tape recorder in front of your mouth? But, but the point is, is that he was so genuine. He was genuine in the marathon bombing thing. He was genuine when treating people. He was genuine, like, when, when saying things that got him in trouble. Like, he's just a genuine guy, man. And Do you, you, know, do you think that hurts 
I mean, we're, we're flipping it over to the other side where we were just talking about A-Rod. Do you think that hurts him? Because I think A-Rod probably comes off as the most disingenuous guy in the well, world. Well, yeah. Well, I would hope so because he is disingenuous. Yeah. And again, I voted for him because, because he was a Hall of Fame baseball player. Yeah. But, you know, the, and the thing about Ortiz is like, he also, he could not, like, I would not be surprised at all at someday that he, he makes amends with Shaughnessy, you know, his arch enemy right now, because yep. he makes amends with everybody. Like, people forget, A-Rod was his, he was pissed at A-Rod. He was pissed at A-Rod for a while. And A-Rod said something, you know, throwing him under the bus or something like that. And, and uh, but yeah, so, but, you know, it, it's just, to come back to Ortiz, I just think that, you know, he was just a genuine guy. And a lot of people didn't like that. Like, for instance, remember when he stormed into Francona's press conference and, yeah. and said, yeah. you know, like, you know, where's my RBI? <laughs> yeah. Well, that was that was Pedroia's doing, I believe. Yeah, that was, well, uh, yeah, Pedroia yeah. came out, like, after retirement. He was like, yeah, I was the one that kind of fired him up on that. Yeah, it, yeah, it was. And, and But this was like, you want to say to him, like, what are you doing? But that's how he felt. I mean, it wasn't. There's no, there's no like governor when it comes to like David Ortiz's like emotions. That's just yeah. how it is. I, if, if, if anything, like, I think most people, if they acted like that, maybe not going off the rails, but kind of being, you know, more genuine, maybe we live in a better society. Who well, knows? Again, I, covering those teams and, you know, Papelbon reminded me of this the other day, having Lester on reminded me, boy, we were spoiled, man. Like yeah. all these different personalities, Ortiz, Papelbon, Lester, Beckett, Lowell, Okora, you know, Manny, like it was ugh, just. I think, I, the, I think the 2021 Red Sox though kind of got back to that though. Not even close. Really? Well, yeah, I agree because you didn't uh, have in 2013. You had like the beard. Not even. Had, no, I mean, I mean, 2004, you had the idiots. They not, all had personalities. No, I, I like, yeah, 2004, like, Ian Brown, my good friend, Ian Brown, MLB.com, you know, he, he'll say 2004 was like unbelievable. Like that was, I wasn't around a whole bunch, but I just know this, like for like the, the, um, for the diversity of, of all the different personalities of like 2007, it was just, you know, just a lot of different things. I'll tell you a story. So let me tell you a story Coop, about Ortiz, right? This is, this is a good story. So, um, so we had, uh, so I'm doing a radio show down in, um, down in center field at Fenway where we did the, I was doing it with Dale Arnold and I start getting calls from a number that I don't recognize. Now keep in mind, Ortiz had like eight phones, right? So you just don't know which. So anyway, kept calling, kept calling, kept calling. I didn't know who it was. Finally in a break, I pick up and it's Ortiz. And he's like, are you here? I'm like, yeah, I'm here. I'm doing the radio down at center field. He's like, can you come down to the clubhouse? I'm like, yeah, sure. Um, I said to Dale, I said, listen, I don't know what he has, but it must be important. So I'm going to take off, you know, go down the clubhouse. So I walked down into clubhouse and uh, he's at the end where his locker was. And he says, do you know I'm getting divorced? I'm like, no. I have no idea. Like, how am I supposed to know that? It's like, yeah, I'm getting a divorce. I want you to write about it. Right. So he's like, tell Ian. Okay. Ian Brown. 
Like, well, Ian's not here. He's coaching his kid's little league game. And he's like, well, like, well, just tell him. I'm like, okay. Now I'm like, I gotta like quote you. I can't, this can't be like a gossip. That's going to be a short story. It's just David Ortiz gets divorced. Right. Not much like, so, so he's, you know, so it was like, he's like, ah, you know, he said something. I don't know what he about, you know, what's bad is what's best for everybody. Whatever. So anyway, so I walk out of there and I'm like, and I go to Farrell's office and I said, you realize that David asked me to write a story about him getting divorced. I'm like, what? That's bizarre. And he's like, why would he do that? I'm like, I have no idea. And so anyway, I go upstairs and now the whole game, like I'm thinking, how am I possibly going to write this story? And I, and I, and meanwhile, I call Ian. Well, I haven't even called Ian cause he's at his son's little league game. So the game's going on about the fifth inning Ortiz is up, grounds out literally cool. Like five minutes after he grounded out, touch first base phone rings. You call Ian yet? He called you up from the dugout. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, you called wow. Ian. You talked to Ian. Do you think do you, is that like him being like, "Hey, this is like what's on my mind," and if I'm playing, yeah. Game, well, I think it's you know the element of being a DH first of all. Yeah. And yeah, it's 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 obviously on his mind, and the and the whole time I'm thinking, you know, I'm just like, no, well, I haven't called Ian. I mean, he's at his kids' little league game. Okay, well, call him. Make sure you get in touch with him. And then so. All the whole game, I'm thinking, how am I possibly going to phrase this? And I just said, okay, I got it. I got it. Like how this is really, he's weighing on David Ortiz and the field and everything else. And, and, you know, this is just, it's, you know, tying it all together. So I run down the clubhouse. And I said, David, like, I, I think I got the way to write this. Like I, this is weighing on you and you have to it's like, no, man, just, I'm getting a divorce. Just write that I'm getting the divorce. And uh, unfortunately, you know, they they got back together and yeah, you know, until they well did. now they're now separated. Now they're apart, but yeah, yep. but it was like it, it just it was <laughs> he just was like first of all, like he could do anything he wanted. I mean, that's this is the thing. This is the other thing about it. When you're David Ortiz in the city of Boston, I think everyone will let you do what you want. Yeah, you can call people within them. legal reasons. Yeah, yeah. So. But um, it was, you know, like I said, I'll just come back to it. it. Covering him, he was just like, he was the most, he was just a genuine guy. And, you know, and a big-hearted guy. And I know people say that about him, but it's true. I mean, he was a big-hearted guy. I don't think he, I don't think he liked when to get in feuds with people. I don't think he likes getting in this feud with Shaughnessy right now. Um, that's just how he is. And so, and he was a really good baseball player. So, it's, so similarly, you know, yeah. not to cut you off there, sorry. Uh, but, you know, Pedro, kind of the same character. And uh, he had, yeah, I, I've never been to a Cooperstown celebration and induction ceremony. And he, from watching them, you know, he had quite a fun one, it looked like. And he had, you know, one that was very emotional looking towards july 24th do you think you're going are you i know you're going i am i i've I've, i'm named cooper never been to cooperstown so this is going to be my first trip it's going to be pretty special uh i already booked my airbnb you're not named after cooperstown i'm not no no my dad was a hockey fan so i i don't think he would have gone for that um so so what uh have you started making arrangements already 
already have my Airbnb. We're all oh, you do? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I, I had to. Wow. 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 I've, I've been looking forward to this like for a while. But, getting so, to see But listen, go. I mean, we're talking about two, three percent. Like this was a big six, whatever it was, 620 today. That was a big swing. It was it was booked like probably a minute or two minutes after me and my friends had picked out a we picked out an Airbnb. Oh, so you booked it after he was announced? Yes. Yep. We waited. We waited till six seventeen. And so you got an Airbnb. Where yep. is it? So we are. I I think Jefferson. I don't. I don't know if I want to give away too much. I don't think anyone's going to be crashing, but uh, we're we're in Jefferson, which is about forty five minutes out. Uh, so we're gonna have to probably head out early in order to to get a good spot. But, uh, what's it. the date? So you like the date? Uh, so we're booked twenty third to the twenty fifth. So that's Saturday to the Monday. And how and how many people? So right now the party is at seven. And how uh, house many? house can fit twelve. So if you need a room somewhere, house can fit twelve. Yeah, that's the best thing about Airbnb. Okay, you pay like as much as like a hotel room. You you get all the luxuries in the world. Well, that might be the old live BP uh, remote broadcast. If you, hey, it's it is a lovely, lovely venue. Cooperstown is out in the country. I understand been, out in the, in the mountains. Yes. No, I know, and, and this place has quite the view. So if you if you want to do some really? live podcasting with a the view, <laughs> there's nothing but the only the only live podcasting I've ever done with a view is at Twin Peaks and Fort Myers. So, beautiful yes beautiful twin the, the vista the vistas are, are spectacular too. but so, what i was going to ask is yes. I mean, what can i expect do you think it'll be similar to pedro's uh induction ceremony it, will the speech be the same will he have the same type of crowd even with covid if it's still going on at that point yeah you know i think so i think that here's another question i mean all these stories pop up or whatever or conversations or debates who is more beloved by the Red Sox, like fan base, like Fit Ortiz or Pedro? I think that's I think Ortiz. I think he. I hey, think Pedro right. is here for one World Series and is great. I mean, one World Series and uh, Cy Youngs and you know, a couple good, couple good seasons. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, no, I think you're, I, I think you're right. I mean, I think you're right. And then, if if Pedro had played his whole career here, and I know that he wanted to to finish up being a Boston Red Sox, and it didn't finish that way, um, and obviously he came back to work in the organization after retirement. But well, what are you talking it's, about? It's, what are you talking about? Ortiz is still working for the organization. That's true, but I mean, as far as retiring as a player and kind of having that last hurrah that he had, um, I think people probably look a little bit more fondly on that. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I would agree. But I think that, you know, you mentioned COVID. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what that's going to look like because, you know, we obviously have been deprived of that. I've never been to a Cooperstown induction ceremony. I was waiting for my own. So, um, yeah. I told you special for yourself. I told you the story. I told you. I probably already told you this because I've told everybody this. But when I got my ballot in the mail, and uh, and I was I said to my wife I said look I got my ballot in the mail who is for the Hall of Fame and she got like I've never seen her so excited in my life really giddy I thought I thought you were about to like kind of turn that and she she just kind of like looked at you like no no well what the heck? but that's that's sweet would, well hold on oh okay <laughs> so I did jump the gun yeah that's all right it makes it better 
So she was giddy. Like she was like, absolutely. I'm like, why? Like that's, I'm voting for the hall of fame. She thought I was in the hall of fame. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. That is, (laughs) that is a little worse. (laughs) And then, and then the levels of the levels of excitement went just plummeted. Just Just went right down. It's the the whole Simpsons. It's just like, you can see the point where his heart broke. No, that's really nice. You get to vote. You get to like debate over Carl Crawford and Jonathan Papelbon. It's going to be, oh, that's awesome. You get to talk with all your little baseball friends yeah, about this for months. Yeah, you get you get yeah. to do you get to. By the way, so no lie. So, I obviously revealed with batting stance guy my my ballot, and uh, so still the best, still the best reveal. I'll get which which I agree, and but I'm also sort of disappointed. It. I thought this was going to be a trend where people like okay, just find creative ways to do it. I didn't see one. There was I forget the oh there was the wait there was one uh, a base uh baseball used, cards yeah they used rookie cards for all the guys that was good and that was that was great. it was cool to see but it was also you know it wasn't inter- interactive like you had you had a whole well, video but, and everything but, but honestly like uh, come on let's go let's go anyway well it's, so, I saw it, it was Thibodeau he said he said he wanted someone to do a in ISS International Space Station reveal didn't so he? that's what I'm getting at. I literally, when I saw that, I, I literally started Googling who was on the space station. Because Probably all Russians right now. No, there's Americans. All right, there we go. But, and, and sometimes you get the, like, the random guy from like Massachusetts who's a big sports fan. And if that's the case, I think I can make it happen. I well, think my next reveal could be on the space station. I believe it was either the last Patriots Super Bowl or it was Super Bowl 51 where there was someone up there. They had a Patriots flag with them uh, yeah. for the Super Bowl. I, I think I, I think I'm already the wheels are already turning for next year. So would you would you supply a ballot ahead of time? Like, would you go to like Kazakhstan oh, if that's the next launch site? Yeah, yeah. Well, I tell them who I vote for. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, I would give them a ballot. But I, we can say here, you know like hold up things and then let, like hold up names and then like let it go and they can drift off or something like that you also have to plan though because they they have to pack that stuff ahead of time right well i mean i could tell you who i'm going to vote for the hall of fame right now i mean this is probably that's true so, i mean who who do we have do we have any big names coming up no carlos beltran who i saw um one writer he hasn't gotten into trouble recently yeah but that is not you know that shouldn't <laughs> there but it's so beltran is I guess the the main guy and so one of the New York writers said, Oh, he's absolutely a Hall of Famer. I looked him up. No, he's not. No. No. He's not a Hall of Famer. He's not. He's I mean, he was around the league for a while. He was a great guy to watch, but he's he was he did doesn't pass my MVP tests. I didn't he doesn't, you know, he has longevity. His numbers, he's like a two seventy something hitter, career hitter. I know his batting average. You know, it's whatever. He's a he was a really really good player that will probably land max out at probably like fifty something percent. But next year, let's see who do we got next year. So the guy who is uh, Scott Rowland might make it. He had finished at sixty three point two percent, and he's trending up. Um, and then Helton. Got, yeah, Helton. I don't know if Helton's gonna. I think people can't out at 52 this year, which I don't think will be enough to 
who to helped push him over for next year. Helton. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I don't, I think the Colorado thing is just people can't get past that either. You know, at this point it's either, you know, he was, or he wasn't. And, um, you know, Billy Wagner. Yeah, maybe. Andrew Jones is a guy I can see in a few years. I felt like he got some momentum this year, even though he finished at 41.1. But, you know, Andrew Jones is a guy I could see. But, do you think uh, he gets overshadowed because of the other names that were on it this year? I do. I, I, I absolutely do. Like, I pro, you know, so I have the excuse. I always had a problem with people say, well, you didn't vote for him the first ballot. So, you know, why are you voting for a second? I have the excuse this year because I maxed out. I maxed out a 10. So next year, I probably will vote for Andrew Jones. Like, he's the guy that I sort of felt like I should have voted for. Um, yeah, so. Do you think the general consensus of other voters will be, you know, kind of in the same boat where it's like, hey, we don't really have to worry about, you know, if people were kind of protesting this year or the last year, the last decade uh, with their ballots, do you think they'll be a little bit more liberal with who they vote for? I mean, Dan Shaughnessy, he voted for one guy where you had Andrew Jones who had a great career and, you know, not really too connected with. Yeah, so, you think you would vote for him? So I don't know. I mean, like everyone keeps saying, well, the voters are getting younger. There's more in acceptance. And I do think that's the Scott Rowland. I mean, he's the perfect example of that. Like he doesn't pass my MVP test, which is you, you start out with how many M- top 10 MVP uh, finishes a guy has to show dominance in the era. He doesn't pass that, not by a long shot, but his war is, is 70. And no, there's nobody not in the Hall of Fame, you know, who has that war. So, like, you can't ignore that. And if you asked me a year ago about Todd Helton, I mean, I'm sorry about Scott Rowland, would I vote for him anything? No. But then you do more research and you're like, well, okay. So I think that Scott Rowland is probably going to get in next year um, because I think there's going to be even more of an acceptance of that. And also that there's not going to be as many people blocking. I wonder, I get a, I, I'm be anxious to see how many people maxed out at 10, at 10, 10 From people. what I saw, especially today, a lot of voters did not max out. Um, and I kind of, I kind of dove into that today. I mean, I have, I've mentioned it once or twice. I have the political science background and yeah. I took an elections. Oh, yeah. and- so do you want to get John King on this podcast? That would be awesome. I he's been he's been liking the the stuff for baseball isn't boring. Um, yeah, yeah, because he's he's um. I don't know if. Are, what do you, do you have any connection to him at all? Do you have any? Yeah, connection he, to I him was messaging with him on on Twitter, and you know he's from Maine. He's a Red Sox fan. Yeah, I, mean, I find him an interesting guy. Like I like watching him on. I just found like I it back like I'm like you talk about a guy pitching a perfect game, watch him during election. You election know? night. Yep. It's crazy. It's just, yep. it, I'm just like awestruck by him. And I, I was surprised with how big of a baseball guy. Cause when oh, I went to DC uh, this past fall for the last couple of games for the Red Sox, he was a section over from me and he was rocking a sea dogs uh, pullover and he was taking pictures with yeah, every yeah. Red Sox fan. That He's came a main guy. Yeah. So I would love to just as a, when's your birthday? 
August 28th. I, I feel like we, that should be your birthday present, a podcast. Oh, that, would be, that would be awesome. That would be a great birthday present. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. You would be welcome. a fun guy to chat with. You're welcome in advance. By the way, do you, speaking of Twitter, do you know I got my, my verification script? Verification? What is the verification script? Like you've got your blue check? My or... blue check mark. You finally I got up, it? I woke up this morning and it was gone. Oh, they took it? Yes. Did you, did you do anything? No. Well, I mean, Jack's not there anymore. No, so it's no. Like Someone it. hacked my account like a little while ago, like a month, couple months ago. And I, I got to think that that had something to do with it. Like they were resetting and I was get getting these things like saying, hey, you're going to get, you got to like click on this or otherwise you're going to lose your blue check mark. I'm like, I'm not clicking on anything. Like, are you the blue check mark? Be, you can be a bad boy of Twitter. Yes, I mean, people... You don't, you don't have to be verified by the Everyone the is, Everyone is all day long. Forget about Ortiz. They were all confused. They were all just staring off in the space, wondering if this was really my account or if not. If this was the, the real Rob Bradford. Yeah. So, all right. Well, anyway, so, you know, I think it, it's been... It was a momentous. I my my biggest my, my biggest takeaway is you got an Airbnb like one minute after. <laughs> I think that's awesome. I think that's. I awesome. mean, we so we we had we had to have a backup Airbnb because uh, our first one got taken right away during the day, so someone else had to have been thinking the oh. same thing as us. Um, so we we are we're on Airbnb option B, but we're still gonna have a good time with seven that. people, huh? Seven people right now. We're hoping it builds. 12 our bedrooms? max is 12 well 12 oh it, it houses 12 houses 12 how much does something like that go for for two two, so nights? two nights two nights it's uh i think it came out to about 1200 okay which split split six ways or seven ways right now that's a little under like two 200 a pop i can't do well, that i mean for the lack of housing in cooperstown it's not bad yeah and that, that's the other thing is we didn't want to be you know, held up in a, a hotel or different hotel rooms, if that's the case there. Yeah. Um, so looking for something that we can. If you had, if you could have anybody on this podcast, would David Ortiz be at the top of the list? I, as of right now? Yes. And I think outside of this, yeah, it'd be pretty sweet. What do you mean outside of this? Like, I mean, outside of the, everything that's going on today. Oh, you're talking about like, like, like up three months ago or whatever. Yeah. Three months ago, I would have said, yeah, David Ortiz would have been an incredible get. What would be the question? If he was on the podcast right now, what would be the coop question of the day? The coop question of the day. Hmm. I would have to, I feel like everyone kind of goes after the 2013 stuff and maybe more of the 2004 stuff. So I would love to know, you know, 2006 maybe happens and, and you start to get into this lull of, all right, maybe, maybe we're not going to be winning every year. So once 27, 2007 happens, you know, what's the mentality going into that year with a brand new crop of guys or half brand new crop of guys um, to kind of say like, Hey, we're, we're, we're that 2014 where we can win the world series. That's the question you have. I, I love so the 2007 World Series is such like a forgotten thing, and I not for me. I made a lot. I made a lot of money off of it. Okay, that's fair. But did, as you, read, as did like, you read Deep Drive? Honestly, no. What? That's, <laughs> is that going to be my required? That can be you're, my required you're the, reading. You're the, for the target, you're the target audience for this. 
the Mike Lowell story. Mike Lowell I mean, wrote your wheelhouse. What? Mike Lowell, Mike Lowell would be well actually Pedroia was in my wheelhouse because I was I was a short guy and okay, uh, Pedroia was still, a rookie I mean, lighting it up. Mike Lowell's like, come on, let's go. A cancer and Cuba and oh, that's the true. Whole ball but I mean, I've I've got I've got the rookie of the year card for Pedroia right here. He's my guy. You want Pedroia on this podcast? Honestly, yes. Pedroia would probably be my number, be number one. one. I I respect Ortiz today. He would be number one. One B would probably be Pedroia. Okay. Like okay. I I would love like you talk about questions that I would yeah. have. What, what I question would, would you ask Pedroia? Oh my gosh! When he had his broken foot and he just wanted to go out and take like ground balls, if he realized that that would have an like an immense effect on how people would feel about him, you know, like the, that's the screw that's blue collar right there. That's Boston blue collar. Do you know you can go to the New England Sports Museum and see the screw that was in his foot? I I didn't, but now I probably because will make a, a weekend me, trip. Gave it to me. I was out in Arizona with him. He's like, "You want this?" I'm like, "Sure." I'm like, "What do I do with it?" So I just gave it to the sports. It. I gave it to the sports museum. <laughs> You never know. That could have been worth about like yeah, two cents at the hardware yeah. store. Journalistic integrity, Coop. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Uh, all right. Well, we'll get both of them on. As God is my witness. That's a big promise. But you're also Rob Bradford. I mean, they both also, they both, no, it's not. I mean, it's, they might say they're going to do it, like, and like, forget <laughs> Ortiz. Yeah. I mean, I always, wait, so this is, if I was going to, so Ortiz, let's see. Hold on a second. I am going to look up David Ortiz. Uh, David Ortiz, just talk amongst yourselves. So I, I'm really like, I'm really curious that you love 2007 that much. Cause I think 2007. Well, I love 2000. Really, well, first of all, yeah. It, it was going to rank the world series. Where would you put it? I mean, Rank, what do you want me to do to rank them? You want the me to four world series, you, like you know, like 2004 is number one, 2013, maybe number two. No, but you have to be more specific for what for your like what you thought were the best world series, most important 2004. Well, I, I, would, important. I would say, no, I don't because I think that's like maybe not important because 2007 definitely isn't the most important. No, no, 2004 was the most important. You broke the curse, blah, blah, blah. But it's... As far as, like, interest. Oh, interest? Oh, well, 2004, still. 2004. But where, where would 2007 fall in that list of if you had a rank? Oh, I, I get it. You're right. It, it was, it's the sort of loss. I mean, by the way, also, Ortiz and Manny just completely... I mean, they especially that in Anaheim, you know that the angel series just completely completely carried them yep yep oh the man the manny walk-off oh yeah i mean iconic just across iconic across the board all right that's the thing is i think like that that gets lost in the shuffle of all four of them um on sunday january 9th i texted david ortiz you want to come on the podcast sometime this week Two days later, he responds at 9.38. What is up, Rob? How are you? <laughs> how, uh, how, long, how long is your postcast? <laughs> so when they ask how long it is, it's, it's not a good sign. Yep. So um, 
all good. I lied and said it would be about 15, 20 minutes. Always, always under promise, you know, when it comes yep. to time to podcasts. And uh, hope all's well. And then nothing. Well, listen, you tell them that we have a nice, uh, nice house in the Catskills of New York, Hall of Fame weekend. I'm sure that'll, I'm sure that'll lure them in. Maybe we can have them do the postcast there. Yeah, postcast at the, uh, by the way, Jefferson. My, my greatest regret is not asking about a shirt today. So that was, that, that shirt had to be asked about. Do you Gucci, see shirt? Do you think it was Gucci, Versace? I, I don't know. But I also, I'm just like, I, I'm, I'm so befuddled by like when you go to the closet and you're like, that's the shirt. That's the shirt I'm wearing today. I'm just looking well, at that one. Which, which, loud personality. Which, which hoodie or which pair of sweatpants am I wearing today? But listen, this, it's the great mystery of David Ortiz. And now we get to eagerly anticipate his Hall of Fame speech. And Coop's going to be there. So I'm so glad that you were able to book your Airbnb. And I'm also so glad that you're able I'm to. Ecstatic. Yeah, I mean, I can tell. I see you on Twitter. It's good. I'm happy for you. It's good. It's going to be. It's going to be, you know, I don't know how the Red Sox will be. Maybe that won't even have played by then. Who knows? But still, it is it is definitely something like where it's throwing the middle of a baseball season, something to look forward to. And they're I do feel. The, I believe it, they're playing the Blue Jays that day. Yeah, they are. Yes. Yeah. But I do feel like would go back to the question about Ortiz and Pedro. You know, I think another factor is that Ortiz never left. And I understand he played for the Twins, but he never left. You know, he didn't play for the Mets. He didn't play for the Phillies. And it's a small thing. And But for all those years, he didn't let leave. And I think that, that that sort of, when we talk about Cooperstown and fan bases, obviously, you know, more recently, you have Pedro, you have Rice, you have these guys. But I think this one is going to be, like, the most notable. This is one of the one people are going to stop what they're doing in that time of year and they're going to pay attention to it more than I think anything, unless, unless I know something else is going on at that time. What year was Pedro? Oh boy. Pedro was, he was in 20, he was like mid 2010s. Correct. Hold on a second. Pedro Martinez hall of fame. Is there going to be a reason 2015, 2015. So I was wondering what was going on at that time. Um, nothing was going on in 2015. So, I mean, if anything, the Red Sox would want to be paying attention to that. The yeah. Red Sox fans would want to be. All right. So, all right. All right. Everyone who's listening to the podcast, Drive, Coop's going to be giving an address. He's going to like leave a little Easter egg like somewhere in a, in a future podcast where like, if, if you actually find it, if you have uncover it, then you can That'll stay be the ticket into the after party. Oh, let's do that. Like, why don't we do that, man? Let's go. Hey, okay. I am going to, it's, it, it houses 12. You have houses 12. Okay. I'm not getting my deposit back. Am I? No, no. So, but let's have a contest where people, not a contest, but let's sell tickets. I'm going to get this paid for some way, somehow for you. For okay. me? What, to, to have someone like, like go down there with like, us? 
It's going to be like a beach party. We're going to have like a live band. It's a live whole band? Thing. Yeah. All right. It's going to be All a right. whole thing. All right? I just have to, I mean, I have to check that out with the owners of the house, but I'm sure if I tell them that, hey, this is all being paid for. Don't worry about it. They won't mind. They don't like the Airbnb people do not like parties. I tried to, I stayed on a boat in Toronto, like called the Boatel. It was an Airbnb. It was, Airbnb? It was a, yeah, it was a, it was a bed and breakfast Boatel. It was bed and breakfast boat. Wow. In back of Rogers Center. And so I get on there and like, Ian Brown and I are like, this is going to be great. We have the skyline. We can sit outside and we'll drink beers and, and, and look at it like Toronto and from this boat. And I'm staying on a boat. I don't if, know if you realize I'm staying on a boat. What are you, the Lonely Island? Was, I, don't, I don't know if that was a poll for you. Yeah. <laughs> that, might, that might be, I don't know. Are you a Lonely Island guy? Is that too young? Yeah. You're referencing uh, on a yeah, boat. What about? What's a boat? Wait, what's the lo- what are you talking about? It's just, just look up. I'm on a boat. You were literally just doing the lyrics there. All right, good. There you go. So, um, yeah, they don't, they were like, no, you're going to sleep in the boat. You're going to eat our pumpkin pancakes and you're going to like it. There was no, so you went to like a bed and breakfast, bed and breakfast. It's called, it's literally called the Botel. That was the name of the thing. A boat, the boat. I mean, the boatel. Like, if it's an air, if it's a breakfast, uh, bed and breakfast. I mean, you're gonna have you know doilies on your. I didn't want to do. I didn't want to like associate with anybody. I just wanted to sleep in the boat and like cover the series. No, so you're, anyway. gonna, you're gonna live the old couple life if you're going to a bed and breakfast like that. Oh well, okay, all right. Well, I can't wait to sleep on the uh, the bunk beds in your place and do the the live remote broadcast live BP. All right. Okay. All right. You plan out. You plan out that giveaway because I'm. I'm all for. I'm gonna think. I'm gonna think of something. I'm gonna think of something. But I'm gonna have a celebrity stay at that house. A celebrity stay with you know a bunch of. uh, Yes. Young twenty year olds. Yeah, because people are gonna be looking for lodging. That's true. And so the the payment is you're gonna. I corner the market now. Right. Exactly. You should. Yes. You you're smart. So this is like NFTs. (laughs) <laughs> it's weird hall of fame lodging has become like nfts excellent excellent yeah. Yeah. all right all right we've talked about enough about the hall of fame david ortiz uh we'll get back on track later this week with a very very special guest you're gonna be like this one. Oh, uh, cool this is a surprise for me i'm excited yes, exactly all right anything you want to address we want to look in the camera and address to david ortiz uh, David Ortiz, thank you for so many great moments of my young life. Honestly, I, I mean, like, honestly, so many great nights. That's it. All right, we'll end it. <laughs> <laughs>